how can democracies harness the benefits of emerging technology without sacrificing their values? It's a question that I've been spending a lot of time thinking about in recent months. And I wanna share some insights on this topic from a conversation that I had with five leaders in the field of artificial intelligence at an event I hosted at CSIS last week. For background, more and more discussions in Washington and around the globe are focusing on the challenge of what we call digital authoritarianism. That is the need for democracies to push back against those who would use technology as a tool for surveillance, censorship, and repression. At the same time, democracies, including the US, have technology ambitions of their own. The US aspires to sustain and expand its global leadership in strategic technology areas like cloud computing, AI, and quantum. And these technology ambitions also have a crucial nexus to national security. The Department of Defense and the intelligence community are aggressively pursuing the same capabilities that are so critical to economic leadership. Again, think cloud computing, AI, and quantum. And finally, against the backdrop of this urgency for innovation and global leadership are profound questions about the ethics and societal impact of these technologies. What does privacy mean in a world where each of us generates massive volumes of personal data each day? What is the appropriate division of labor between humans and machines in war? How do we control and regulate machines that may be designed to trick and deceive us? To me, this thing we call strategic technology competition is occurring on all three of these fronts. We'll call them innovation, national security, and governance. And I think we're becoming increasingly aware of developments in each of these areas. We encounter them every day. We read about new scientific breakthroughs at universities and startups in the US and China, the UK. Both China and the US have publicly broadcast their intentions to leverage emerging tech for battlefield advantage. And the world is increasingly seeking to hold accountable countries like China who are weaponizing emerging tech against their own citizens. We may be increasingly aware of these individual trends, but my concern is that we have not developed a coherent strategy for accounts for what they really are, and that is a highly interdependent ecosystem. And here's what I mean when I say this. It's simply that developments in any one of these three areas deeply affects the others. And if technology strategies fail to account for this interdependence, there's serious risk of unintended consequences. A maximalist approach to innovation could result in technologies that introduce new threats to public safety and national security, like deep fakes, or they harvest so much personal data as to render privacy meaningless. A similarly maximalist approach to national security would lead to the further growth of ubiquitous surveillance technology enabled by AI that's used to control, repress, and harass. And then finally, maximalist approaches to governance could slow development of technologies that societies want, including ones that can improve public health outcomes, enhance national security, and deliver new and unique user experiences. To me, a successful strategy for technology competition will pursue the optimal equilibrium across these three factors, innovation, national security, and governance. And while I don't think we're where we need to be yet, the conversation I had last week with experts from DOD and the private sector make me optimistic that we're starting to make real progress. One of my guests was Dr. Jane Pinellas, who's the Chief of AI Assurance at DOD. One really important insight she shared connects directly to the tension between innovation and governance that I mentioned. That is, she views the rigorous amount of testing and validation that DOD is applying in its broader pursuit of AI as an asymmetric advantage for the US. Specifically, that doing things well not only ensures that our capabilities reflect our values, but they also deliver outcomes we can trust because we build them transparently and we rigorously test them. As Dr. Pinell said, 
we don't have to be the fastest, but we have to be fast enough and we need to be better. Her comments were echoed by Dave Spurk, the DOD's former chief data officer, who emphasized that AI for defense and national security is about speed and it's about precision. And if the US gets that right, it will stay in front of its competitors. I was also joined by Margaret Palmieri, the Pentagon's Deputy Chief Digital and AI Officer, who spoke in detail about how the U.S. is working with partners and allies to tackle hard problems, like how democracies can field responsible and ethical AI in support of national defense, and how these countries can nurture healthy domestic industrial bases to deliver the capabilities they need in a responsible way. Neil Cerebriani, the CEO of Calypso AI, brought an industry perspective to our discussion, and he expanded on Ms. Palmieri's comments about leveraging domestic talent. Neil pointed out the imperative to recognize that the capabilities that often deliver significant advantages in AI for national defense likely emerge from a national advantage in a completely unrelated commercial domain. And PJ Makish of the Special Competitive Studies Project put the broader contours of technology competition into perspective explaining how China and Russia view AI as an offset to U.S. power as a way to compensate for U.S. technological, economic, and military advantages. We now need all this work to translate into U.S. and allied technology strategy that articulates our plans to lead in the development and deployment of technology that can deliver better outcomes than their authoritarian competitors. It's no small task, but based on this discussion, I'm more confident than ever that we are on the right track. And if you'd like to see our entire conversation, you can find it on our events page at CSIS.org.